Welcome to the first ever episode of the Green Fee Podcast. I'm your host, Robert. I can't wait to go on a journey through the world of golf equipment and the business side of golf with you. It's certainly an interesting business, and the successes and failures will always be interesting to me. It's also a business that seems to be changing every year, every month, and we'll look at that as well. Now, before we go too crazy, let's start off with who I am. First off, as I said earlier, my name is Robert. I live in Dallas, Texas, which allows me to have a year-round golf season. Granted, (laughs) summer suck, but if you don't like heat, you shouldn't live in Texas. Being a year-round golf season allows me to constantly play and check out new clubs. When someone announces something, I'm actually able to get my hands on it pretty quick. I don't have to wait for the weather to thaw out like some other places you may see. Now, with that being said, if I'm going to test out some clubs and give you my thoughts, you should know a little bit about my golf game as well. Now, I consider myself decent, but I grew into this game around really good players, so it had a major humbling effect. We're talking guys who've played on mini tours, guys who've played on uh, some, some PGA Tour events. Now, because of that, I consider myself kind of the everyman. I'm not going to go out and drop a two-under round out of the blue. I'm also not going to go out and shoot 120 either. An average round for me is somewhere in the low 80s. If I can creep into the 70s, it's an incredible day. My swing speed's around 105 miles an hour with the driver, and I teeter on stiff for extra extra stiff flex. Now, I find extra stiffs don't quite turn over like I like, though, so I mostly go with stiff flex. Since I brought up what shafts I play, let's talk about my back. This will be very important so you know what clubs get compared to. Now, I'll also let you know if something changes. As a club hoe, I do tend to change things out quite often. So let's start with the driver. We got a Cobra Speed Zone with a UST Mamiya Link Purple Shaft. So I got that in a 6F4. So we're talking um, somewhere in the 65 gram range stiff. Now in the 3 wood, I have the TaylorMade M5 with the UST Mamiya V2 Tour. In a 6F4. You may notice that's the same weight as the as the Link. And uh, that's because I like that to be a little bit lighter weight. Sometimes I'll use it off the tee box. With it being a Rocket 3 wood. So it's got uh, 14 degrees of loft. I needed a little bit more launch. A little bit more spin. So going with that lighter weight is uh, beneficial there. So after that I moved down into some hybrids. I actually carry two hybrids rather than a 4 iron. I carry a 4 hybrid. So my 3 hybrid. It's actually a Shrixon Z65 19 degree. It's got a UST Mamiya Recoil Prototype 95 F4 shaft. Um, I decided to go with the heavier weight, lower launching, lower spinning um, shaft with this. And that's simply because I use this off the tee a lot. And um, I need as much distance as I can with these hy- with this hybrid. So the four hybrids a little bit different than the three hybrid. I actually have something that launches high, spins a lot. Um, and that's simply because four hybrid is something I'll hit into a green, whereas a, uh, whereas the three hybrid, I'm usually 205 out and I'm trying to get close. Um, I'll, I'll hit the green, but if it doesn't hold, that's also understandable. The four hybrids, a Callaway XR 23 degree with a project X SD, which is the stock shaft in it. It feels good. It spins a lot and will help me hold that green. I have, I have that in an S flex. Now we move on to my irons. I actually go five through pitching wedge 
and I play the Shrixon 6 series, so the 765. Uh, 765 in the uh, shorter irons. So I uh, play a mixed set, so I have something a little bit more forgiving on the on the top of the bag, and on the bottom of the bag I have a player's cavity. So I have a cavity back and then a player's cavity, and that's simply because five irons are harder to hit um, than a than a pitching wedge, and I I find I like that extra control with the with the short irons and a little bit more forgiveness with the long irons. Now in those I have recoil prototype 95 F4s. That shaft I tried out all the recoils. I tried the 125s. I did the 110 prototypes. I did the regular 110s. I did the 95s. I did the 95 prototypes. I even tried to go a little bit lighter into the uh, 65s. That's far too light. So um, something right there in the middle of that 95. I could go up to a 110, but I uh, I really like those 95s. They feel great. So um, I go graphite in the irons, and you'll see a lot of people say that graphite is uh, too weak for them. I find these uh, prototypes are plenty stiff. People who swing a lot harder than I do play them. So um, that, that 95 prototype is great. So moving on to my wedges, we go a 50-degree gap wedge and that's actually a cleveland cbx which is a super game improvement wedge um i think they call it the wedge for players who play cavity back irons um i actually really like it because i do more full swings with it than i do half swings or quarter swings or anything like that um so decided to uh get something with some forgiveness something that'll go a little left if i needed to i can turn it over really easily um since i don't really use it for short game um I didn't need that blade kind of feel. I didn't need um, to be able to open it up real wide or anything like that. I'll use it for chips um, where some people might use a putter. I actually prefer to use a wedge and I'll actually use that CBX. A um, lot, of, lot of bounce on it that really gives you a lot of forgiveness. Um, it's pretty hard, to, pretty hard to chunk it, so that's pretty good. Uh, 54 degree, so I go 50, 54, 58. My 54 degree is actually a tailor-made high toe with the Recoil Wedge Proto F4. Um, I didn't mention that on the CBX, but that is also a uh, Recoil Wedge prototype, the F4. Um, great feeling wedge shaft. Um, really holds up to a full swing, but also gives you that softness of a uh, of a wedge flex shaft. Um also, it's very important to have a higher weight for me in my wedges. If I were to go with the 95 prototype, as short as you'd have to cut those down, you're really looking at a very light club. And with the wedges, I just wanted something a little bit heavier. So uh, the Recoil Wedge Proto in the 50 and the 54 really, really does that there. Um, the 58 degree is kind of this, this really cool thing that I got to do. I actually had a wedge blank that was given to me by somebody, and uh, I... Spent a, a day outside really grinding it with a uh, with an angle grinder and some sandpaper and really got in there. I, I got it to look exactly how I wanted to. Um, it was really cool, really fun to do. It's a 58 degree. Um, there's no brand or anything like that. It's just a custom wedge blank uh, hand ground by me. So um, And in that, I have a Tour Issue Dynamic Gold Wedge Flex. Um, really nice shaft. Really great feeling club. Um, it's not perfect by any means because I'm not a professional 
uh, wedge grinder. I don't have anything like that, but I like the shape, the weight of it's good, and I tend to hit it really well. So there's uh, no reason to change it out. I did it as an experiment, and it worked for me. So um, I got that in there. And then putter, I actually went and got fit at Adele um, into one of their traditional fit putters. I, I didn't like the way the um, the torque balance from Adele fit, um, and I didn't like the way it felt either. Um, just a personal preference on that. Um, so I got a traditional fit putter, and uh, it's got counterbalance. It's got a specific head weight. It's very specific to me. Um, other people will like it. It's got... Other people will like it, but it's definitely fit for me. It's got uh, two alignment lines in the cavity and then one on the top line. That really helps me aim how I should. So let's uh, we'll we'll talk about the Adele fitting system at a later point. Hopefully, I can get somebody from Adele on to uh, come do a podcast or a fitter for Adele and really explain their process to you. I I did a lot of research on getting fit for putters, and that's kind of what I ended up with. So, um, the Adele traditional fit putter, it's 34 inches, um, and everything else is pretty custom. So I'll, uh, we'll, we'll try and get somebody in here for that. So now another question I bet you're asking yourself is how do I know that this guy, me knows anything about anything? Now that's a fair question. As far as my brat ground in golf goes, here's a little bit of my history. So I started out working in golf retail. Um, for about a year, I was selling things and providing fittings at, at a uh, local golf galaxy. Really learned golf industry a little bit there. Really uh, learned the basics of things, launch, spin, um, things like that. You, you learn the basics at a, at a job like Golf Galaxy. They kind of explain to you how to fit people and then kind of let you out there. And you just kind of learn by, uh, by picking it up. Now... After that, I moved down the road a little bit, literally, and um, right down the street there was a uh, Golf Digest Top 100 Club Fitter. Um, absolutely loved my two years there. I think I was there for about two years. Um, loved it. Learned a ton while I was there about the golf swing and, and a lot of club fitting principles. Um, swing weight, the effect of lie angle on a club. Um in there, I would ask a ton of questions um, about lie angle, about swing weight, about all these different things that we talk about when uh, talking about custom fitting people for golf clubs. Um, length, um, club head weight, swing weight, we're talking lie angles, all of it. So um, I also helped work on some builds there. So um, I did some of the gluing, I, I did. Uh, Definitely did some grip installs, things of that nature. So I was in the in the shop quite a bit. So um, I got to learn a lot there. It was a really great experience for me. I learned a lot about golf. So then from there, I kind of exited the golf world a little bit, moved on. And um, my wife and I actually moved to Dallas from where we were. So um, I actually was trying to find a job and I... Saw the Dick Sporting Goods by my house had a director of club repair at their store. So I was in charge of the um, club repair department. So I re-glued shafts. I, I re-gripped I re clubs. I did it all in the, in the shop. So um, that was actually a really fun experience for me as well, getting to kind of 
take over the shop and do things like that. Um, since it was a Dick Sporting Goods, it wasn't a huge custom fitting place, but I did get to do a couple of custom fittings, which was really nice. So um, I know shaft weight, shaft length, things like that, and, and how big of a difference it can make. Um, then after that, I kind of left the golf industry, like I said again, and uh, went and made a little bit more money elsewhere. Um, but during that time, I ran a different golf equipment blog and podcast. So it was a, a good opportunity for me. I decided to do that to just kind of stay in the game and uh, still know what's going on. It's always fascinating to me, so I really wanted to make sure I was a part of the industry. Um, because of that, I got to go to the PGA show one year. I got to um, review a few products and do things like that. So it was a really cool thing that I that I did, and it actually led me to my next part was I was able to secure a job at a golf OEM. So um, while I was there, I worked with many of the biggest names in the golf equipment industry. Um, I worked with Callaway Cleveland. I worked with uh, Cobra. I got to work Wilson. I got to work with all these guys, and it was a very cool and great opportunity there. Um, I really enjoyed being there and and uh, enjoyed the job. Um, I learned a lot about the golf industry and kind of what happens behind the scenes in the golf industry, which is a really good thing to know as well. Um, because of that, I met a bunch of people. Um, and hopefully I can get some of those people to, to actually join me on a, uh, on a, on a uh, episode, a future episode. So that would be really cool. Um, and then the final thing is I've really been finding and selling golf clubs for 15 years now. Um, big thing I do is um, I go to thrift stores, things like that, and try to find things and see if I can't fix them up and, and sell them online and other places. So you'll uh, you'll find a lot of that on here as well. So um, I have a good idea of what clubs are worth, where you can sell them, where you can buy them, uh, things like that. So I really like to think of myself as maybe not an expert. I don't know everything about everything, but I do know quite a bit about a lot. Um, I love helping golfers find things that work for them. I love helping golfers learn more about the golf swing. Uh, just yesterday, I had a guy who was selling some golf clubs on um, five miles. And I went over to the house. None of it really interested me. But he learned a lot about golf clubs for me and how much things were worth and, and things of that nature. So I it's a, it's a passion of mine. It's something I enjoy doing. I, I get a lot of joy out of it as well. So, um, so basically, I've been all over the place. I've been in the industry as a uh, for an OEM. I've sold the product. I've done everything like that. So, having been on the inside of the industry, I know some things that other people don't. I've spoken with designers and engineers about the concepts they go for in their clubs, um, whether that's center of gravity uh, tweaking, whether that's uh, MOI, which is moment of inertia. We'll get into that in a later episode as well. Um, how to create spin, how to knock spin off of things. Um, Having worked with many of the best in the industry, I, I simply I, I can't wait to share that information with you. So now that you know a little bit about me, let's talk about the podcast and, and what it is and what it isn't. So we'll start with what it isn't. Um, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. This podcast won't be a place to get in-depth PGA Tour analysis. Um, I watch the tournaments. I 
I don't sit in front of my TV. Actually, my current job, I have to work uh, Saturdays and Sundays. So um, you're not going to see a ton of um, PGA Tour analysis of D Dustin Johnson won by 15 or major coverage or anything like that. Um, I may do what's in the bag for the winner of that week's tournament, but it'll probably be if something interesting is in the bag. So maybe they put in Mizuno's new irons, uh, the 921 series. Maybe they put those in the bag. And uh, this is the first tournament those 921 tours have won or something along those lines. I'll probably at least give it a mention and uh, let you let you kind of make your – your, uh, get that news uh, from me in that way. But um, I'm not going to break down the fact that uh, Dustin Johnson gained 15 strokes over the next nearest person um, and things like that. So – uh, if that's what you're looking for, I'm, I'm sorry to say this this won't be the place for you. Um, it also won't be a place where you'll constantly hear positive reviews and news about a golf club. If I don't like it, I won't be afraid to tell you. Uh, plain and simple. If I love it, though, you will know that as well. It won't it won't always be rainbows and butterflies, right? I, uh, in fact, uh, a post I I did. A couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, about the new TaylorMade um, FCG putter, I actually ripped TaylorMade kind of hard in it. I um, I didn't like the fact that they had copied some other people's work. Um, so I definitely won't always be nice. Now, I'm also not going to be that cynical guy who hates everything, right? Nobody nobody likes that either. So um, that that's kind of my philosophy is kind of tell you what I think. I always hate the phrase, I tell it like it is, um, but I will certainly do my best to always be truthful and upfront with you about what we're doing uh, around here. Um, the other thing that this podcast isn't is strictly a focus on new golf clubs. I, uh, like I said earlier, I actually have a, a, a big passion for and um, an interest in um, other golf clubs. Older golf clubs, newer golf clubs. I just like golf equipment. So if you're just looking for me to tell you everything about new golf clubs and only talk about that, this this won't be the spot for you either. Um, but if you have a passion for golf equipment, you're gonna you're gonna like this podcast. Um, but now that you know what the podcast is, and it's not going to be a PGA Tour analysis show. It's not going to be um, rainbows and butterflies all the time about how great the new the new stuff is from from various companies, um, let's talk about what the podcast is going to actually be. Um, the most important thing is it will be a place to talk golf equipment. Um, if you have questions, I would love to take questions on a weekly basis. I would love to um, help you guys out. Um, obviously, we will talk about new clubs, but we will also talk about the old stuff. If you come across an R9 driver and you want to ask me, about it and I can talk to you about it and go over the some of the technology that was in it if that technology is still uh, useful in in golf clubs if we've if we've changed philosophies on things that work um, I'd, I'd love to talk about that we can talk vintage um, actually right now I have a set of McGregor's that I am uh, trying to figure out what they are um, they could be anything from a personal set Jack Nicholas had to a um, custom set that somebody ordered and got delivered to them in the 1970s. So, um, I just, I just love it. Um, I'll, I'll gladly talk to you if you should 
and and give you advice on if you should buy a club for a certain price. Maybe you came across that R7 Super Deep that uh, you remember you loved back in 2007, 2008, 2009. You used to have one and you loved it. You found it for $150. I'll tell you if I think you should buy it for that price. Now, um, like I said earlier, I'm a big-time advocate of checking out Goodwill for awesome used clubs. Um, if you guys are interested, I'll, I'll tell you some of my best thrifting stories as well. I've got a couple of big wins and a couple of losses on uh, on uh, clubs in from from uh, Goodwills and thrift stores. Um, this podcast simply loves golf equipment, and I'll continue to talk golf equipment till I'm blue in the face. Uh, the other thing that this podcast will be will be uh, a, a place for guests. So I'll be trying to secure guests from the industry who want to talk about golf equipment. Right, I can keep saying golf equipment, golf equipment, golf equipment, um, but you're going to know that that's what this podcast is about. Um, I also want this podcast to feature some names you may not know, but they really affect the golf industry. Um, some people maybe behind the scenes that you don't really know um, or have even heard of. Everyone's heard of uh, the director of marketing for Callaway if you're into golf equipment, but not everyone knows the designer and engineer behind a new club. Um, and then finally, um, this podcast will also work blue sometimes. Um, it's not that I'm going to just be dropping F-bombs all the time or cursing all the time, but um, it's going to happen, right? Um, and the biggest thing for that is I want my guests and myself to feel free to be their true selves. Um, if somebody comes in and they're too worried about cursing, that they sl- that they uh, don't tell the truth or their minds too too much on that, um, then that's not good for me. That's not good for you as the as the audience as well either. So um, that's really it for this episode. It's a real introduction. I I hope I've convinced you to give the podcast a subscription. Um, I look forward to talking to you guys and answering questions and interacting with you guys. Best place to find me is going to be on Instagram at the green fee. You'll see I post there three, four times a week. Um, another great place that I love interacting with people is on Twitter. Um, the green fee was already taken, so I am actually at the green fee one. And then on Facebook, if you search the green fee, you'll find me there as well. Please, I ask you to send me questions, send me topics you'd love for me to talk about. Um, if you need advice, always ask. Again, hope you subscribe to this podcast. Hope you follow me and that we can link up. And uh, if you're ever in Dallas and you need a golf partner or you want someone to show you around, send me a message. Let's talk. Let's go play some golf. Hit them straight.